Hi, this is Cheyenne. And this is Rachel. Welcome to What the Finance. We're so glad you're here. So are you ready to get out of this debt stuff? We're so ready. <laughs> this week, we are talking about debt and debt payoff. Yeah, and it is a huge drag, I think, of a concept to talk about. Uh, but it's still one that I'm excited to talk about because getting out of debt is really exciting. And I also think that people don't really, at least nobody ever talked to me about how to get out of debt once you got into it. There was just a lot of people in my life saying, don't ever get into debt, but also with no real solid strategies for how to make that happen. Also, yeah. mm -hmm. I think, and we've, we've talked about this before, as a society, we, we judge people so much based on how they handle their finances or how we perceive them to handle their finances. And yet also on the flip side, nobody likes to talk about money unless you know me in real life. And then you know that I talk about money all the time. Like people talk about the weather and it's really awkward. Right. Mostly like for other people. Whole, there's this whole social thing, right? That it's like, like it's a really backwards thing to do to talk about money. You know, because if you are feeling good about your money, right, you're managing it well, or you've got a raise, well, then you're bragging. Right. And then if you're talking about debt and how it's stressing you out, well, then you're being a downer. Nobody wants to be around one of those. Right. Also, if you fall into either of those categories, I always love to talk about money. So if you have a money win, let me know. I'll be very excited. Same. If you have not money wins because you're a millennial in America or, you know, really any other generation in America or any other country. I don't know the financial situation of other countries, but I do know that there are a ton of other countries that apparently listen to us every once in a while. So I'll do my usual. If you're, if you're one of those people from one of those countries, reach out to us. Let us know how you found us. Let us know why you're listening to us. I'm very curious. Yes. But so really... There's a bunch of different ways, right? Like if you just Google mm. debt payoff methods, you're going to feel a little freaked out because there's a bunch of different ways to go about doing it. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, the first two are snow themed. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. But I don't know either. Because um, paying off your debt definitely won't leave you out in the cold. <laughs> oh. But so one that's really uh, popular and that I like the idea of a lot is a debt snowball, which is basically you focus on making the minimum payments on all of your debts, but focus on paying your smallest debts first. And they get, as they get paid off, you roll that amount into your next debt. Uh, and the reason that I like it is because it's super great if you're motivated by small victories. And I totally am. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> Same. So this is the debt payoff plan that we use in our household. I discovered this at like six or seven years ago. And it can be a very slow process to start with unless you are incredibly motivated and take on some odd jobs to throw even more extra money towards that smallest debt. I was not willing to 
as many of the hard choices to pay off debt even sooner. So it's been a pretty slow process for us. Although we're, I mean, we're still making progress, but it's just not as fast as it could be. And, and we're okay with that. It is significantly better this way than never being debt free, but yeah. it will take a bit. So kind of the next snow themed one is a debt avalanche. The idea with that is that you kind of same as the debt snowball, right? That you pay the minimum balances on, or at least the minimum balances on it, everything, on all your debts. Um, but you focus on paying your debt with the highest interest rate first. And then once that's paid off, then you roll the amount into um, the next highest interest rate and so on. And it works really well if you are very analytical. Mm -hmm. And also if you are extremely patient. Mm -hmm. Math people, like numbers people, will tell you that that is the smartest way to pay off your debt. And it definitely is. Yeah. However, if you are not motivated by, by those numbers, if you're not patient and motivated that way, it'll still work. It just, it won't feel as good to you. So, yeah. So debt payoff is definitely a thing where you need to figure out what makes you tick. Mm -hmm. Because you shouldn't, I mean, with any of your money stuff, right? Like you shouldn't do something that's designed for somebody else. Mm -hmm. You're not somebody else. You're you. Right. We talked about this a ton when we went over all the budget types. Yeah. There is no wrong way to do a budget. There's no wrong way to pay off debt. Whatever, whichever method works best for you is the best way to do it for you. Yeah. So find uh, what works best and go with it. Now, I would say rolling into the next type with debt consolidation, I'm the person in our family that does all the money and I basically make all of our financial decisions independently because my spouse is a person who gets super stressed out uh, talking or thinking about money. But it turns out we live in a society where, you know, we're not trading with shells here. There's a bunch of different ways that you can consolidate your debts, right? You can uh, get like a balance transfer credit card, which can be a good option. Like a lot of them have, you know, like 0% interest for like 18 to 24 months. So if you think you can pay off all your debt before you start accumulating interest, like that can be a good option. And then there's a bunch of types of different there's a bunch of different types of personal loans and unsecured personal loans. Even though I know we've just spent the last couple of minutes talking about how you should do what works for you. I wouldn't suggest this type because the interest rate is usually higher than anything that you're going to have on a, on your credit card. Mm -hmm. um, so it's there. I, my personal belief is that it's not the best idea. Yeah. It's, I would say the only way that that would possibly make more sense is if you have a lot of high, high interest credit card debt. Um, and those are usually like, like store credit cards tend to have those higher, much higher interest rates, um, especially for people who are young or don't have much credit history, you're going to get hit with those higher like much higher like in the 20s interest rates and then those those personal loans can make a little bit more sense because while they're higher they're still not as high as those high interest credit 
if any of that made sense. Yeah. It, was, it did to me. So oh, if that was gibberish to any of our audience, let us know. Yes. <laughs> and we'll do a better job of explaining it. We'll do a follow-up episode. Now, a secured personal loan generally requires collateral. And so you get a lower interest rate, right? Because it's not as risky to lenders. Um, so that can be a way to go. The type of loan that I have is called a debt consolidation loan. And there's a couple of different kinds, right? So like with personal loans, the money just goes straight to you and then you pay off your debts. With a, with a debt consolidation loan, you can do that, but you can also opt to just have the money go straight to the people that you owe money to. Uh, and that option, and I might just think that this is a good idea because it was my idea, but if you take that route, your interest rate is also going to be lower, right? Like uh, the rate on my loan is about 9%, uh, which the two credit cards that we had were in like the mid 20s. So mm -hmm. that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And the reason, actually, initially, I will admit, when I first started thinking about this, I was like, no, this is stupid, right? It doesn't make any sense. You're just replacing your debt with more, with different debt, right? You're just rearranging it. But the honest to God truth is that as a person who is managing my family's money, and also a lot of other stuff in my family, <laughs> I was really overwhelmed by all of, like all the different payments that needed to happen. And it was stressing me out. So this was the right decision because now those debts are going to get be paid off in three years instead of, I think at the rate I was going with my regular credit cards, it would have taken at least double that. So I feel good about chopping that time in half and I'm a lot less stressed out than I was previously, which means that I can kind of attend to the rest of my life mm -hmm. reasonably well. <laughs> so, so yeah, so there's a lot of that. If you're looking at a loan, my advice would be a debt consolidation loan rather than any of the other types mm -hmm. of loans. There are also, when talking about debt consolidation and going that route, there are nonprofit agencies out there that specifically help people with debt consolidation and debt payoff. And because they're nonprofit, they're, they're not selling you their service or product. So they're not, their business model is not to make money off of people who owe money already. They're funded differently. And there is one agency that I can think of specifically in our state and I don't know if it's available other places, but basically, huh? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, you know, when I was researching for this episode, like how it's existing presently, um, I actually discovered that that's classified as a different type of debt payoff. It's called a debt management plan. Mm. It's a national network of nonprofit credit counseling agencies called the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. So if you go to their website, um, and their homepage is linked in our Pinterest board, then you can find a nonprofit credit counseling agency in your state, in your area, that can help you with that. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I would, I feel like I'm throwing my spouse under the bus. Poor guy. If you have, you know, if you're in a family, right, if you're kind of like a dual, two adults in the family, and you're working out your money together, and maybe you're in a challenging situation because you have no clue how to talk about money, but you're but both of you are open to learning how to talk about money. And I think that this is a super awesome option. 
Because mm -hmm. um, there usually is like an enrollment fee. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling says that it's generally about 30 bucks that you paid it right. <laughs> <laughs> and for those of you who can't see our faces, Cheyenne just made a face that was like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, also, I mean, pretty doable. I mean, that, I, I know that that's not necessarily doable for everybody, but I do feel like for most people, that's a pretty accessible amount. Yeah. Um, you know, and if things have gotten really off the rails, going into a debt management plan is a way better idea than um, like working with a collection agency to do a debt settlement or declaring bankruptcy because you're actually paying the original debt. So your credit isn't going to take a hit because you're paying less than what you owe. And that's good too. Very good. Very good. And I also, they do, I do believe that they do, I don't know all of them. I, I only know of the one, but they do like education throughout the whole word I'm looking for. They do like throughout the process, they do different levels of education depending on wh where you're at. So mm. in the beginning, if you don't have a budget or you don't know how to budget, they'll, you'll start there. If you already know how to budget, but the issue is just like the debt payoff stuff, they'll start there and they work forward. Then after that, I do believe that they go into financial planning for after you're debt free and, and those types of things. Again, I don't know for all of them, just the one specific one that I was thinking of does that. So it, it, it can be pretty useful. And it, I mean, well, is the one that you're thinking of Lutheran Social Services? It is. So they're actually part of the National Foundation for Credit Counseling. I thought that they so might be. My guess would be that it kind of all of their member agencies have to do something similar. Right. And I don't know. I only looked at LSS, it was a very long time ago, and honestly, the only reason I didn't go that route is because by the time I had, by the time I had, I knew enough about what they did, I felt confident enough that I could do it myself, so I didn't look any further into it, mm -hmm. but I do know that they are very helpful. I actually know a few people who have used their services, and I know somebody who used to work for them, they may still, and really liked them. So I've not heard any bad things about them. Hopefully they're awesome. Yeah, no, I've also heard just really fantastic things mm -hmm. about them. Um, the only time where I have heard um, poor things about them is actually from people who maybe thought that they were open to learning how to talk about their money and then discovered pretty quickly that they weren't, but they didn't want to admit that they weren't. So <laughs> that might do it. You know, it's, it's scary it is. to go to a stranger and talk about your money. You have to have kind of a, at least a low level of self-awareness going into it. And that's, that can it's be hard. intimidating. Yeah. I also, for me, I used to, I used to be really stressed about money and debt to the point where it, it, it caused me, like I got physical symptoms from the amount of stress that I was under when it came to money and debt. And the beginning parts were very hard because when you know when you're looking at how much money you owe total because I knew sort of an idea of what I owed this one place or this this other place or kind of had like a, a vague idea separately but I never really clicked like all together so when I finally looked at that number all together it was 
horrifying and Mm -hmm. scary and I felt awful but once I had a plan and once I started seeing progress on that plan that helped so much and another thing that helped me a ton feel much less anxiety about it was learning that there were other people who were in the similar situation and that it wasn't just that I made really bad decisions to get me to that place the 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 worst decisions that I made was getting an education that was that was that was the thing that I did that that put me in as much debt as I'm in I I had a very small amount of credit card debt I did not have much because I was terrified of credit cards because I didn't know how to budget (laughs) you know like (laughs) stuff like that and it was and it's it's hard to like we said earlier it's hard to not feel a certain amount of shame regarding debt because our society tells us that debt is bad but we also have a society that is built that it's really hard to exist without it so Mm -hmm. if you're one of those people that feels shame because you're in debt don't I I know I know it's much easier said than done but work towards not feeling that way because you are not the only one and we're all human we we make decisions decisions have consequences and sometimes those those consequences aren't awesome but for the most part you're, you're probably doing just fine you're just trying to figure out how to live Pretty much. You know, I feel like we, we did kind of plow through a bunch of these different debt payoff methods. One thing that I want to make sure that we drive home is that it's also okay to go back and forth between these different types of methods, right? Like if you, if you think, oh yeah, you know, I'm pretty analytical and I'm patient. I can wait for rewards. I'm going to start doing the debt avalanche. And then you realize maybe like, three or four months in that it is not working out for you well then stop and try something else mm-hmm. work better for you yep all right like maybe you didn't think that you were motivated by small rewards along the way and then you realize like well crap i am actually just do a debt snowball you'll still get out of debt it'll be fine it'll be great <laughs> i also think another thing that we we haven't really mentioned is in a perfect world, everybody would be debt-free. And once you are on this debt-free journey, you would never take on more debt. Realistically, that's probably not going to happen. Realistically, you may have to take out a loan to buy a vehicle or buy a home or continue your education. And that's okay too. Yeah. And even things that aren't big are okay too. Like, if you fall on some hard times and you need to get food on your table and gas in your car and a credit card is how that's going to happen this month, don't beat yourself up about it. Nope. Because it's really, it's really okay. Mm-hmm. And I know like thinking on my own like credit card journey, yeah, we all, like all of us buy stuff that we don't need, but most of it is stuff that was needed, mm-hmm. right? Like moments where okay, well, we need groceries and we're out of cash or, oh, well, we've got this emergency that we need cash for. So I guess we're going to pay for daycare with the credit card, right? Like that kind of stuff. And I, I have no data to back this up, but I would assume that most of us are like that. Mm -hmm. Like you're not, most of us aren't buying like heaps of crap that we don't need on credit card. It's gas in the car, it's paying for daycare, 
it's, you know, getting your kid a new pair of shoes because the one that they've got is two sizes too small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for a lot of us, that's just the world that, the world that we live in is one that doesn't pay people a living wage. Right. But somehow stuff still needs to get paid for. Right. So the goal is debt free, but don't beat yourself up. Nah. Short. Because honestly, most of us are. <laughs> right. And you still have to, like you said, you still have to live and you still have to live life enjoyably. So you do you and just small steps, make a plan, recognize that nothing ever goes according to plan and uh, replan the plan. <laughs> yeah. It's, I might add this little video to our Pinterest board. There is a ditty in Sesame Street about playing the about changing the plan. It's awesome. If you, need, if you are like motivated by weird little jingles, go to our Pinterest board <laughs> and you will have a jingle for changing the plan. I think I would just say as a wrap up, to kind of hit the highlights, research the different methods of debt management. We, we talk a lot about debt payoff, but sometimes that even that phrasing can seem super overwhelming and unattainable and that makes it really hard to even start. So just start with, start with the basics. Just making sure that all of your bills are getting paid in a month. That's, that's all. That's anything beyond that is, is great, but just making sure all, everything that you owe money to is getting paid every month. And then working from there to, to try and figure out how to pay off stuff. I mean, ideally faster, but sometimes that's also not always an option. So figuring out what, what works best for you and your family. Yep. And just don't compare yourself no. to anybody else. And don't let other people shame you. Yep. We're all just doing the best we can with what we've got. Mm -hmm. And as usual, if you have life lessons learned that you want to share with us or you want us to share with other people, contact us. If you have an awesome money win, let us know. We would love to hear it. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of What the Finance. You can subscribe everywhere you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also email us at what underscore the underscore finance at protonmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at What the Finance. Follow us on Instagram at what the finance check us out on pinterest at what the finance or tweet us at finance underscore what